Hi guys, welcome to episode 8 of our podcast. So let's pray in. Father God, thank you Lord for another occasion Lord to come together to bring our conversations to other people and to just be honest and vulnerable to invite others in our walk with you in saying the things that you know are hard for us the things that are on our mind that we think that other people can relate to so that we can inspire others to start having real and honest conversations Lord God in this walk with you in this relationship with you in um spaces where you are in father we just thank you for the opportunity to do that with this podcast in jesus name amen 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 so what are we talking about today (sighs) i mean since the last episode we talked about struggle love and kind of just like long suffering and all that i thought about talking about you know christianity and dating Mm. and our experiences with that Mm -hmm. and you know i guess like continuing on the struggle theme struggle (laughs) but is like you know what the positive things we've seen in it and the negative things so we just have like a balance Mm -hmm. so do you have a question for me or do you want me to start with my question you start with your question Okay, um, how have you noticed, like, a difference in your dating or how you approach dating now that you have become, like, more spiritual, more in tune with God than before when you were just kind of, like, you know, out in the world? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, can't really say because I haven't been actively trying to date right now, but I will say that once... I start again it would just be different things that I would be looking for now that I wasn't necessarily looking for before you know so I think that's like a difference and especially knowing essentially what I need to help me to grow and transform and having looking for another person to provide that for me and for both of us to be on this journey of transformation Mm. wanting to be transformed by god Mm. yeah what are the things um that you are looking for now that you weren't looking before um i can't even say what i was looking for before (laughs) to be honest you weren't looking you're right i was not looking but I think that now I would be looking for someone who can hear from God. Mm. I think that would be the number one thing. Because if you can hear from God, that will help me out. That will help you out. That will help out our relationship, you know. Um, Yeah, like I can't be the only person that hears and gets revelations and then acts on them or tries to act on them it has to be a mutual thing you know um yeah so i think that's just once you have that to start i think a lot of other things will also just um inherently come like someone who's able to be forgiving someone who's able to be patient all of these things if you can not not only hear from god i will say hear from god and then also work to be obedient 
about what you hear from God, that would just be amazing. Uh, I was going to say that, like, thanks, hearing what you're saying, I'm like, yo, like, the question I'm going to ask is, are you submitted to Christ? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, and what does that mean for you? And what does that mm-hmm. look like in your life, yeah. being submitted to God? Because, I think, and I think that will definitely help to weed out you know, people that are kind of, like, pretending or play Christians. And not like I'm trying to, like, down anyone's walk with Christ, but there is a difference when you've come under the submission of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's so important because as we see, you know, the dynamics as a woman, Mm -hmm. you are called to submit in a relationship. And it's very dangerous as a woman to submit under a man that is not submitted to Christ. Yeah. And it's like, that is a thing that you want to make sure of because when the seasons of like him not listening to you or your input, you're not being, feeling valued or like mm-hmm. the things in the relationship that are going downhill, like if he's submitted to Christ, mm-hmm. then there's a, there should always be grace for changes, to yeah. make changes, yes. you know, and if he's truly hearing from God, like you said, mm-hmm. he God will definitely, like, let him know. Convicting. You know, that's so funny. Like, we were watching a preaching, and he, they were like, oh, yeah, but you you don't listen to your wife, and you belittle her, and you disrespect her. But you're over here sitting in church, like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm saved. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of men like that. That's mm-hmm. like, they feel like they're the picture-perfect model of a Christian. Like, mm-hmm. I know uh, personally, personal mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. of... Men that are in leadership roles, even in leadership roles mm-hmm. as a Christian, and their wife is like a shell of herself because mm-hmm. she's tired of the disrespect, of the belittling. She's tired of, you know, you not listening to her, controlling, mm-hmm. even abuse right. in the situation. And how can you fully submit to God mm-hmm. and know what how God has called you to be as a person and as a husband, mm-hmm. but then turn around and treat your wife like a slave yeah. or less than what she deserves? Right, right. So I agree. And I think um, to your point about how it's very dangerous, it's also like, we're not really being covered, you know? Mm. And, like, the quote that people always, like, um, say from, like, the Bible about, like, oh, you know, um, a woman's, a man is supposed to be a woman's covering. It's, like, spiritually, like, for me especially, and I've realized this, too, that a lot of women in relationships um, that I know, they're more so the prayer warrior kind of, like, um, one that's spiritually in tune in this generation. And that's dangerous, you know, because we need a covering. And that's not even in a way to say, like, women can't cover ourselves because we can and we cover people and all of the things. But it's also like, you know, who is, where's your safe split, safe space that you know, like, okay, this person, when you're in a season that, you know, it's just not going the way that, you know, life, how life be lifing, that this person's going to cover you and pray over you and guide you. And you know, you can trust it because you know that it's coming from God. Yeah. 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 And generally, like, where are the men in church? Yo. That's where the are the biggest, men in church? That's the biggest question of life right now. You see auntie, you see grandma, you Yo. see all these people, all the people. but... Where are the men? And Where then are the, men? the men that you do see, it's like, it's looking like your mama, your auntie dragged you. Yo. You know, so Yo. 
it's like literally an anomaly and i don't know like i even ask like you know the men in my life and stuff like you know what is it and the concerns that they bring up are valid concerns and it's like i have those same concerns as well but for them it um what are the concerns like they want something that's real and they feel like most church nowadays doesn't seem real and authentic and that people are not talking about real things that they're going through every single day i think that's a cop-out though i think there's a part of that that's understandable like what what realness like in the same way we're talking about um a couple episodes ago like sex and christianity that's a real thing you know like let's say you're a man and you're like okay you know i'm saved i want to do this walk with god but like i'm really not trying to give up sex and Nobody in church is talking about that. How can you feel like the church is a real, a place of like people being real and authentic? And I think a lot of times in church, there's not that many, um, not that there's not that many, but they don't, they shy away from talking about topics that, yeah, you know? I mean, but I wouldn't go as far as saying like the experiences aren't real. The things no. that they're talking about aren't real. No, I'm, I'm saying like people being real. Not necessarily. Oh, the people, the congregation. So this is like what happens after the the preaching. No, both. Like the preaching and then also the congregation. Like like let's say a passage when a sermon about sex. Mm Mm-hmm. What's not real about that? No, I'm saying like we this is not common. Um Yeah, but I think I don't know. For me I feel like the thing that they do talk about, like, it still has validity to it. They're still no, real. No, that's true. And it's, like, sometimes, like, it's not the pastor. It's not the minister. Like, you have to come into church with, with a mindset heart. that you are going to receive a word. That's you true. You know, but in terms of, like, the congregation being real, I think that is more of a thing that I can identify with where as, like, everyone's pretending to be something and instead of we all as Christians coming together and illuminating and illuminating each other. Mm-hmm. It just seems that we're all like dressing up in our Sunday's best and pretending but that comes to from be the head. I don't that think that's on the, the I don't think at least it's from the churches old. I've seen, I've seen like these people are authentic leaders of Christ, but you know, you cannot drag uh you can drag a, a deer to the water, but you can make him make it drink. Drink. No, that's true. But I do think like the church has to do a better job of cultivating an environment of like we're talking about psychological safety so that everyone is being real like if the leaders are being real it should also be like the small groups are being real the congregation is being real so that it's more so like it feels like it's not a place where everybody's pretending like you said and so people would rather be in environments where they don't have to pretend no that is true that is true like i agree like i think we don't celebrate um, individuality in church as yeah. much. And, like, even the ministers, they, up until recently, I feel like they haven't mm-hmm. really been sharing their stories. Yeah. Or their shortcomings. So yeah. that is true. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think, I think that I can't put it all on the ministers and of the people. Course. Like, everyone, you have a responsibility. And mm-hmm. um, how you show up is... A reflection of you that you is know? true but it's a reflection of how you feel about the environment as well it's half and half um 75 25 percent 
to me. I don't agree with you that. You have so much power. There's so much power within you. you That's know, true. Even if your environment is not reflective of, you know, how it should be, you also have a choice. You can That's either, true. you know, go along with it mm-hmm. or you can break the mold. Yeah, but most people are not going to do that. So I don't think it's a 75% thing. And that's why we had, you know, have the courage to walk in your purpose. That's true. <laughs> and that's why it's a courage because yeah. most people don't have that, you know. And that's not even purpose. That's just, well, yeah, that has to do with purpose because it's showing up as your authentic self. Like, it's not that people don't have that courage out in other areas of their life i think it's something to look at when someone's able to be authentic at work at school at etc and then they're not able to be authentic at church then yeah i think it's a reflection of both the environment and the person yeah that's, more no, so that's like, true it, it does take us it just it does take an intentionality mm-hmm. too but you know even you know my experience of Places where I didn't feel comfortable being my full self, I realized, like, yes, the environment wasn't welcoming of it, but I also contributed a lot in just accepting that and not, like, just taking a stand on that. And Mm -hmm. that's also, that's always something that, you know, I've had experiences like that in church where, like, I'm fully showing up as my authentic self and people look at me like, this girl's annoying. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's hard, you know, it's hard, I think. Something that's really commendable about you, like, you are very much that type of person that you're going to try, no matter what, to show up as your authentic self. And I think that's something that's really hard and not something a lot of people can do. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you already feel like whatever it is that you're struggling to say, like, for example, if it's like, you know, um, somebody has a porn addiction and, like, they're trying to go to church and have God heal them and deliver them from this thing. And nobody in church is talking about this thing, even though it's something that many people can relate to. It's like you already personally feel shame and then the environment is not allowing for that open space. So then how is that, you know? That's true. You never really see testimonies of like, unless they were really in the trenches, like Mm -hmm. deliverance from sin. Mm. as much like uh the people that i did see testimonies of deliverance from sin were like i was in jail i was in mm. like it's like you were in the bottom of the bottom that's true but like no one comes to the congregation like i was delivered from adultery yeah how dare you <laughs> <laughs> like people are gonna be like <gasps> yeah, that's true no you know so like even the fact that you're saying people are gonna be like that shows that the church is not a psychologically it's like, safe it's environment. like okay yeah because it's like you've been in the congregation for years and you've seen on your wife mm. so, but then so then it's not a real like you know what i'm saying you yeah yeah no but that's why we, we all have to like we do have to ha- cultivate that thing because if we know the sisterhood and the brotherhood of yeah, christ and like yeah. really having that transparency thing yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, like, there is a spiritual responsibility on us to convict other Christians when they are doing wrong. So, it's not always going to look like, oh, you cheat on your wife. It's okay. Like, it's going to be like, no, now but, you know. No, but like you said, if the person said, I was delivered from. No, yeah, like, delivered from. You know? But I'm saying, like, while they were struggling in that. Like, but even <laughs> while they were struggling in that, there should be an environment. They didn't want to hear what the pastor had to say. No, but I'm like, there should be an environment where a person can go to to get the tools to be delivered from that thing. But if yeah. the person can't even go and admit that that's the thing that they're struggling with, 
how will you be delivered? But it's also a thing, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a part of people that don't want to do that. Like, yeah. there's a part of people that want to come to church and want to get the gratification of feeling like a good person right. and not come to church with their actual problems. Even if right. it was a place that was going to accept you as that, like, there's a, because there's a spiritual responsibility mm-hmm. for them to be like, okay, yeah, that sin that you're doing, let's talk about it. And mm-hmm. let's actually, like, yeah, but that's not okay. people were not leading with love. And... Like, that's one half. And then also, we're not fully understanding the love that we're supposed to admit, you know? Because we can convict, but we're supposed to be doing it in a certain way that leads to transformation. That can only happen with love. And, but love doesn't always look like No, that's true. So, what do you... So I'm saying we're so off topic. No, no, but... What, you know, what... we, We don't have that understanding, like... As a society, we have not grasped the understanding if of someone was the to, understanding if, of love and also... Um, if you were a leader in the church right, and I come to you and I say, you're also your sister in Christ that you see all, every Sunday and get brunch with. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, as her husband, like, I'm really struggling with adultery and I'm struggling with sex addiction. That's not, I'm not the leader to come to. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> You know, but it's but that's what I'm saying. Like I recognize that it's something that we haven't yet understood how to deal with, and so that's why the problem is continuing, right? Because we don't know how to receive someone coming in that way, and then the other person that's saying it also doesn't know how to receive it. Like both people, you get what I'm saying? So that's like the problem. But this is very much deviating from dating and Christianity. But it it's kind of like still in alignment because we were talking about like where is where are the Christian men? And I was like, oh, like I asked the men in my life, and they're like, you know, they just want something, people that are real. And it's like, what is what is being real in church? Like that's how we got here. Yeah, but that it does translate to dating as a Christian because, you know. Um, everybody's walking and saying that they're christians and not that christians shouldn't have their struggles but you do come down to a point where you start to get um intimate with the person get close and you discover that you know that walk with christ is like struggling they're on a struggle and like it becomes a point where like can you build each other back up in christ Mm -hmm. or are you both pulling each other down and I think that's been a lot of my struggle with um dating and Christianity is like as a Christian coming in there and being like okay is this person me pushing me closer to God or Mm -hmm. are they taking me away from that Mm -hmm. and in certain situations um I've only had like one experience where I was like yeah no like I am but even in that like I we were able to push each other or uphold each other in Christ mm-hmm. at times. But there were still times of the opposite. Yeah. You know, but it's like the point of two Christians being together. is like two are better than one. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're supposed to, in that dating sense of like the difference of you being a Christian is like, you know, being able to ha- be accountable with each other mm-hmm. and, you know, grow together and grow in your walk with Christ, you know, in, as individuals, but mm-hmm. also come together from what you're learning and what God is speaking to you to come mm-hmm. together and, like, 
mesh that together mm-hmm. and like become stronger Christians. Mm-hmm. But you don't see that because then you see like the thing of dang, is this person even really a Christian? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the fruits aren't you know, what should be mm-hmm. um when you start actually dating the person and something that I realized that I didn't do in dating as much as like there should have been way more intentionality because mm-hmm. God is an intentional God. You know, he's intentional with everything. There's everything is by design. Everything's intention. I think that, um, having more spiritual guidance in mm-hmm. dating mm-hmm. is something that now as a Christian mm-hmm. that I'm going to try to look for. Um, when I go get back into dating right now, I want to take a break from dating. Um, I think God has definitely called me to date him right now. But mm-hmm. when I do, like, say, like, hey, I'm going to try to, well, I don't know, God going to, you know, <laughs> help that person find me. <laughs> um, you know, um, I'm going to be intentional mm-hmm. and have other, you know, spiritual people like discipleship or whatever you know you want to call mentorship Mm -hmm. um in the dating and like someone that's going to be accountable because it's hard to uphold each other in purity Mm -hmm. hard to uphold each other in certain things forgiveness yeah all those things i think that will help you to not be a runner and track star you know it definitely might like it definitely might um because it would just add a balance, balance. you know, uh, an objective view mm-hmm. and a view that's just not based in worldly things. Because mm-hmm. it's sometimes like, you know, considering couples therapy, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, we want couples therapy, but we want a Christian, Christian. Mm-hmm. background. We want a Christian. We want it in the context of God, God, you know, and yeah, like definitely have like once you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know you're trying to you know end game. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Then um, um, you should definitely that's something I'm gonna do. Like definitely have those spiritual counselors and do some type of couples ongoing like a couples you know mm-hmm. counseling or accountability. Mm-hmm. I had a question while you were th- talking, and it has left my mind. But like specifically what the question was, but it was kind of like. Along the lines of when you do start dating, right? How are you going to balance that thing of like, okay, the potential versus like, okay, this person is the one and they're already like there. This is Boaz versus like this person could be Boaz. Um, I think that I'm going to, like I said like in the beginning or maybe it was the last episode, that just... You know, when you are dating, you know, not only looking at God as a, like, what should I do, but how should I do it? Mm-hmm. And I think listening for God in that season of dating, you have to be a special. Because I feel like, no, yo, every time I'm dating, mm-hmm. I feel like things get cloudy. Like, things become very cloudy and things... Like, I feel like it's harder for me to hear from God, you know, because you have your heart telling you one thing. You have your soul, your spirit, and, like, your emotions, and even just, like, your sexual desires. Like, everything is, like, your flesh is, like, battling with you, Mm -hmm. you know? 
and it's harder to know how to like navigate situations or even just like that's why you have to really make sure you're ready because if you're in a place where you're just lonely your Mm -hmm. thing is going to be clouded and not Mm -hmm. know so really want to make sure like okay my relationship with myself is good my relationship with god is good so that i can know when god's really telling me like okay yeah this is a situation that i want you to you know used to be in and and i think that if it was a situation of this is just my opinion if it was a situation of the person hasn't been potential i think like god would want me to probably have to give me instructions on how to patiently like wait through that season Mm -hmm. and wait through the season because i don't think god's gonna call me to marriage with someone that's not at the level where they should be not and not this is not even financially speaking because Mm -hmm. i realize like in the world we want to be this everything and more before we get married Mm -hmm. and that's another thing with like dating these days it's like everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be Mm -hmm. you know the finished product and everything but i'm more so concerned of like you on your spiritual journey like are you a spiritual boaz then it's like if you're not if you're literally just like I just don't see a situation where, like, you just got saved yesterday and God's telling you to get married to me today. Like, shame. then I... I had a dream like that before, though. People do it, but, you know, I just, <laughs> like, for me, I think that God would mostly either tell me to, like, you know... Wait. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. unless it's, like, you are a supernatural story in Christ. <laughs> you know, if you're a supernatural story in Christ, that's different. Like, I got saved today and I started preaching tomorrow. Speaking in tongues. But. Healing the sick. I'm just like. Casting <laughs> out demons. You need some time. Like, no, you, you definitely need some time after just to see if, like, yeah, the yeah. seed, it, the soil, what it's on. Mm-hmm. So, I think, like. That would more so me to try it patiently, but there's also a question that we had of like, is dating necessarily biblical, mm. and is Honestly, it something God wants? But that makes even that concept makes it so much harder because like in the Bible, it wasn't like oh this person was talking to these multiple people and then married this person. It was like this person chose this person and they made it work you know yeah. so even in like modern day dating now like we very much like test the options right but if in the bible it was just like okay this person was with this person then it kind of more so goes to our point about like the potential you know and even if it's not necessarily something that we see it's like okay you and um another kind of follow-up question to that which i'm like I don't know, in this episode, I was just, all of my brain thoughts are just, like, coming out, not cohesive. But, like, a follow-up question to that would be, like, do we choose our partners or do we feel like God chooses our partners for us, you know? Because if dating isn't a kingdom principle, then we're now, we have more pressure now to choose very, very wisely, but at the same time, it's, like, are we choosing or is God choosing for us? Mm. Mm. What do you think? Um, I think that was like a huge debate that a lot of Christians have, but I think I think that God definitely helps. Like you cannot tell me that, you know, God is placing you in a certain family, God is placing mm-hmm. you in a certain job, a certain environment, a certain, you know, town and God said, Yeah, for this decision, like just go, 
you know, do whatever do you whatever want. Own. You know, the ways of righteous men are ordained from mm-hmm. God. You know, God directs our path. Steps. Like, it literally, mm-hmm. the Bible constantly shows that if you have an anointing on your life, mm-hmm. if God has definitely chosen you mm-hmm. and you're walking with him, mm-hmm. there is no way that he's going to want you to just, like, be in the dark about something that is actually... So marriage is for god's glory Mm. you know and it's one of those things where god uses marriage to constantly show his relationship Mm -hmm. with us and if god knows like god that's something that god created Mm -hmm. an institution that god created why would he want you to just like do whatever just try your best but i do (laughs) think that you know even if it's a situation where you're like you're not hundred percent sure because marriage is a situation I feel like you kind of you never be a hundred. You're not hundred sure. percent. Some people are though. I must say, I, it's still I hear a people, leap of faith. Like it's a leap of the faith. person that you're like, even if you think about realistically in your life, the person that you're that you are at twenty five, it's not gonna be the person you are at fifty five. Yeah, so that's when you're the marrying somebody, it's mm-hmm. like you're sure today based off of the three whatever how many years you and the person have been together but there's still a lifetime to go mm-hmm. with filled with uncertainty so you can never be sure about what that um like lifetime to go is going to look like so that's the leap of faith that's happening and so that's why like having god in the middle just allows that um everyday journey to be a little bit easier because it's so uncertain like you don't know but you've made a commitment for life but that's you you trusting god like exactly you have to have that thing of like okay i trust god and god's Mm -hmm. in control that no matter how this ends up but i you should be assured that like you know god is okay with making this decision because if you're fully surrendered to him and Mm -hmm. you're fully like giving God everything, acknowledging him in all of your ways, mm-hmm. you should have acknowledged him in that beginning of that situation. And he should have had some type of direction. If you don't even know if, if this is what God wants you to do, then yeah. You shouldn't. You a know? lot of and that's a lot of people now say like, okay, yeah, people are getting married, but it's it wasn't your purpose partner. You know, like it wasn't who you can all things work out. No all things don't always work out because that's all how divorces happen. All things work out. I'm talking about in a situation of like, you didn't Yeah, know. but I'm talking about Christianity. Like, even if the God already knew that you were going to pick this person anyway. And maybe no, that's going to be a part of your story. Like, I look at like people like Sarah where she was married twice. You she know what was. I'm saying? She and was. God already knew she was going to pick someone that wasn't right. And what if it's just a part of your story? No, that's true, but I'm saying, like, in the sense of, like, okay, the person that she was married with the first time, mm-hmm. like, you know, she counseled and was like, okay, like, we don't know what that process was like, so I don't know, that's a bad example, but it's like, you could have thought, you know, this is a good decision, but this wasn't the decision ultimately you were supposed to make, but everything is still going to work out for your good. Listen, like I said before, some people are called for a struggle love and some people are called for a purpose partner. Okay. And it's like, God knows, God knows. It's like, you know, you could have been called into that family, but that doesn't mean that y'all going to be 
like you know <laughs> the Cosby's or something like it could definitely still the be the Cosby's was that didn't no the Cosby well. show I know they were a great family like who cares I know they were they did? I know we're but talking it was about the show like... we're talking about the show <laughs> okay just like that um yeah like God knew like you guys weren't gonna be that perfect family situation but he still called you into it yeah you know and like that's the thing about trusting god and like that's the thing about christianity where it's like yes god is giving you a life of abundance but our definitions are obviously like skewed like we want it's always look like rainbows and peaches but sometimes Mm -hmm. we're called to storms but even like think about like okay kind of like going back to the conversation we were having before about like the church being an environment of psychological safety and stuff Mm -hmm. right like, let's say when she was going to get divorced, Sarah, and she went to the church and was like, you know, I'm getting a divorce. Like, what would be the best way to respond to that? Because it's like, divorce isn't really something that... No, but I think like in her I mean, her case, situation, it was fine. Yeah, like I but think... But in it, another situation. So it depends on the situations. Mm-hmm. And like, I think definitely divorce is something that even Jesus Christ himself was like... Unless your situation is looking like a specific thing, mm-hmm. you should you should honor your commitment, and I but think that's definitely things, biblical. Of no, like, that's biblical. If you're getting if the vows are being broken, you that was a covenant that you made. Not it wasn't the two of you; it was the three mm-hmm. of you. It mm-hmm. was God, you, and this person. And if the things that are happening in that marriage don't reflect the vows that were taken, and they're constantly being broken, mm-hmm. that's already a broken situation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like God will honor. You you to mm-hmm. walk away right mm-hmm. but then god says certain things after that people don't like to listen to and <laughs> saying that you know after that you know y'all in god's eyes y'all still married technically i mean and that's a whole other situation that's why we want to do one it done <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean yeah that's a lot it is a lot it is a lot it's a lot because that's essentially the reason why people um, justify staying in a lot of situations that it's not it. Listen, I think that if you're in a situation that compromises your health, your mental health, your mental well-being, you're being abused or constantly cheated on, then I think... God sees you. Mm-hmm. He sees where you're at. Right. And he identifies with you. And he definitely, I think it's going to be A-OK if you leave that situation. Right. You know, but if it's a situation where, like, we're struggling with the finances and we argue all the time, that seems like you need better tools. <laughs> you know, like, That's not true. like, you know. And That's it's true. hard. It's hard to say, like, this person's really, like, how can I? And that's the situation. It's like, how can that person be a man of God mm-hmm. and be coming home and giving you the combo? <laughs> no, seriously. Giving you the combo? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how can that be a man of God <laughs> and, like, funny. he's literally, like, that's not cheating funny. with. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny, but, like, you know, um, so you sometimes, like, laugh at my pain, but, you know, like, yeah. it's just like, the fact that someone is literally comes with a man of God and then they're boxing you up, they're yeah. cheating on you, you know, just like, you know, being emotionally abusive, yeah. financially abusive, all mm-hmm. these abusive things. Like, 
that don't make any sense. You're not a Christian. I'm sorry. You're not a Christian. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I think like the number one thing with Christian dating is like, yo, make sure they would always say this and church not be like, yeah, whatever, whatever. They'll be like, make sure you're actually with a Christian. Like, do your due diligence to know that the fruits of the Spirit are there. The mm-hmm. fruit is, like, from the works of what they're doing, you can see. Mm-hmm. What is their relationship like with other people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What are their morals? Mm-hmm. What are the, how do, what do their actions say about who they really are? Mm-hmm. What do they treasure? Mm-hmm. What do they spend their money on? What do they spend their time on? Mm-hmm. You know, what is their, how do they define, you know, having a relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm. You know? Those are the things that really matter mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, when storms of life come, you want that person to have that same pillar. Like, you want to be both be praying together, yeah. both be doing that. Not like you're praying, you're holding it down, and then they've lost their faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And situations can happen like that, but just saying, you know. It's, and even when, my thing is, when situations happen like that, you don't want it to be like both of you guys are. Um, in that space of like yeah. your faith or there's an unequal balance of like the other person is constantly losing their faith and you're holding down the fort by yeah. praying like you want someone to be able to hold down the fort for you as well when you're in a tough season because it also makes you feel like okay you can't really be in a tough season because your faith is the faith for the this union and it's even worse when you start a family and all those other things it's like okay your faith is the faith for this entire family. No, you know. Yeah, you can't no, that's what that. it's it's a, it's a lot. It's a high burden mm-hmm. to carry, but I think, and that's why I think that you know, honestly, just making sure that the foundations are there, mm-hmm. and then every other thing from dating is just tools. Right, you need tools, and there are people that you do have a purpose with this person, mm-hmm. but I think God's gonna direct that person for person. you, and hopefully that person God makes it so that that person you are just naturally attracted to that person, yeah. and that's why I see in the Bible, whereas like people that were meant to be together and had a purpose, like they just were naturally attracted, attracted. like there was something else that made that made them become attracted. That's like oh, I want this person. I'm just drawn to this person. Mm-hmm. And that's the prayer that you have to pray. Like, God, just make me, drawn, draw me to the person that I'm supposed to be with that is called for me and not just, you know, uh, be attracted to anybody that looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, let me be attracted to that person that illuminate them for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, like, I don't think that, I think that if you guys are both, like, strong in your walk, I don't believe in like the two, three, four years of dating thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like if you are spiritually mature Mm -hmm. and God is bringing you that person, God's not going to want you to go through two, three, four, five years of like sexual temptation. That's true. You know what I'm saying? People always clown Christians for, like, dating for a couple months and getting married. But, like, the realness of it all is that, like, you know, the longer you kind of wait, the more susceptible to, like, sexual temptation all that. And it's really real. But the reason you you clown Christians for that is because they feel like you're not going to know the person within that time. Bro, you don't know them anyway. People that are with them five years, ten years, whatever. It doesn't... That doesn't change the, the... 
rate of success of your marriage. Yeah. And that's something that I've seen mm-hmm. is that pe- I've seen situations of people that knew each other for a month and mm-hmm. were together for years. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a situation where people that literally were recording for years and nothing was falling apart. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the dating and the courting thing is really like a true testament of how it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. I think that being a being assured that that person is really like a Christian mm-hmm. and like, yeah, like I guess you have to ask for that discernment yeah. because people are really able to deceive, you, deceive, you mm-hmm. know, but if you have the discernment and God will make sure that that thing falls apart. Yeah. I think that if it's not for you, God will make sure that thing falls apart. So and you have to be praying for that too. And that's usually a exactly. that, you know, really as people don't like to pray, but it's like, God, let it come undone. <laughs> let, let, let it, it come, come undone. undone. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So I, I honestly I don't really think dating is that biblical. I think like be intentional, mm-hmm. get people to guide you through it. But honestly, like if you feel like you're spiritually ready to date, you should be spiritually ready to say yes mm-hmm. to dress. Yo, you know what my therapist asked me that and I was like, mm, I'm not ready to say yes to the dress. And she was like, so then just relax. I was like, you know what? It's true. You right. Yeah. You different. Because, you know, it's it's it is a commitment that you're making as a Christian. You're not just dating like, oh, you know, dating to experience. Which I think, you know, it could be an, like for me, I at first thought that was annoying. Like, you know, what if I just want to experience and like get to know people, whatever. But it's like yeah, we don't really do that. Yeah, <laughs> why not, open yourself up to hurt anyway, or true. baggage, or all these things, that's true. just for an experience? And it's interesting because people usually say like in date, like we even said in, like men usually like it help, relationships help them find themselves, right? Mm. But for women, that's not the reality. So like, even even though people want to believe that that's true, it's more so for us. I think. We ha- like you said, we have more to lose, and in dating, we are just opening ourselves to be susceptible to all of these things that m- give us more baggage. So then, yeah. when you're with the person that you're supposed to be with, now okay, <laughs> this is all of the things they're bringing to them, and they're bringing their things to you, and now y'all can't even go on the plane. <laughs> no, that's true. It is true. You know? it is so true. Yeah. Yeah, as a Christian, you have to be intentional. Not. That goes with your Everything. your dating as well. And if God wants you to, I don't say just follow up with God. Mm-hmm. Follow God. Wait on what the Lord says. Be still and wait. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, be still and wait. But I just wish there would be more Christian men that were, that were walking with Christ, choosing to be abstinent and celibate. I think that's another Huge thing. It's like, thing. why are there, like, maybe that's just my skewed perception like maybe it's there not. are men out there it's not hopefully like god raises them up <laughs> yeah. um to be leaders and stuff so that we can see visually see them but and not even just so we can see them so other men can also see no them but that's what i mean inspired. like for so the world can see oh, them yeah, yeah, yeah. you know not just like us fighting okay, trying to look okay. at me and, <laughs> but like so no, people yeah. can see that like yeah. there are men there are men that are standing up and mm-hmm. being, you know, radical for Jesus and mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm going to honor God with my body and, mm-hmm. you know, wait till I'm married. Mm-hmm. It's like, for me to hear that from a man, it's like an anomaly. Right. And you it know? makes you, like you said, compromise your faith. And then it's like, okay, 
what's happening you know yeah. like we're supposed to be on this journey of being closer to god and if you're compromising this aspect of your spirituality and because waiting or sex has to do with two people it has to be both people that are on the same page you know so that even like in instances where you guys fall at least you guys both have a goal of like we're not trying to stay down here we're striving to um honor god with our bodies so even though we messed up like let's start again like let's get back up you know but yeah let's get back like, up if you have someone that's like what it's like oh, eh. let's just roll around here right <laughs> right and then the, what i found is like you date someone and like they're secretly praying for your demise yo so it's like while you are really trying to like uphold this wall that person's like secretly hoping that you mm-hmm. fall mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that's not a situation you want to be in at all uh-uh. oh, it's hard to date as a christian yeah. it's hard and then like i don't know i think it's also weird of like okay where do you look for these christian men yo when I tell you, that was literally <laughs> the question I was literally about to say. I was literally about to say, like, so where do we find? Like, but I guess we, I guess like that whole thing. What's that? What do we think about that whole thing of like, he that find it. So it's like the women are not supposed to be looking. No, that's true, right? But even like how, like that's that goes back to our other point. They're not in church, so how are they finding us? They're not like you know, like what are the environments for them to find it? The good thing. You know, because yeah. it's not like we're a, we're here. Like you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of women of God, and especially and especially now, I feel like there's a generation of like people having like their spiritual awakenings, like women having this spiritual awakening, and you know, wanting to be celibate, wanting to be abstinent, all of these things. And I'm like, okay, like you know, where's the spiritual awakening for the men? For the men, yeah. No, seriously. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know where you find these men. And it's like, you don't want to go to church. Like, I think it's... I don't know why I have this bad perception of, like, going to church to look for a man. I think it's, no, like, can't. really weird. It's not It's not a good thing. Yeah, but men do that. I know. That's the only day you find them in church. They looking for their wife. No, yeah. But at least, like, I, I, I would rather it's like, okay... They're going to church to seek God, but they're also being vigilant about, like, okay, God, show me the person as opposed to, like, they're going to church, like, oh, these are where the good women are at. Yo, (laughs) someone told me a story of their grandparent and what, or someone in their family Mm -hmm. that he went to church, he pretended to be a Christian, and then when they got married, she just felt bamboozled because it was a Muslim um, wedding and it turns out wow. he was actually Muslim the whole time. Wow, that's pretty sick. To do but that. you know, he just knew like, oh, Christian women like they're basically like Muslim Muslim women, certain morals yeah, and mindsets. Morals. Yeah. Like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people have that thing. I mean, less extreme, obviously, mm-hmm. but still have the thing of like, okay, like even how there's this perception of like, okay, Christian girls are the freaks or whatever. Yeah. So it's like as a man, if you're like, okay, I'm trying to find a freak, but I don't want her to be in the streets. You Ooh, go to church. Jesus, yeah. Because that's the perfect storm for you. Like you know, okay, this person is not really gonna be out here like that, but like they're gonna be fulfilling what I need. I hope on their way to finding that, you find God. I agree. 
And God Amen. is funny like that. The Holy Spirit would definitely ascend like a dove. Yes. And you start crying, speaking yes. in tongues. Yes. No, that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Wow. I mean, hopefully, you know, throughout the the years, we see a movement of spiritual awakening for men in the same way we've seen a movement of spiritual awakening for women. Amen to that. Amen. I mean, I know they're there because I know that God mm-hmm. is never going to just call up women and not call, call up, up men, men as well. Mm-hmm. I think that we just have to pray. We have to yeah. pray over men. Um, and also the division right now. There is so much division between men and women. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Like the feminist movement, Mm -hmm. the anti-feminist movement. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. Like it's just, it's getting too crazy. Like every time we go on social media, it's some someone is bashing bashing someone. You know what I'm saying? Women have no sense of accountability. Mm -hmm. They are not feminists. Start uh, relearn your feminist energy. Like it's just all this nonsense. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then the women that also like them too. Like mm-hmm. they're having their own thing of like, well, oh, we hate men. We're just going to use them for our money. If you're going to be crying, at least cry with a, you know, $100,000. It just speaks to the scars that, mm-hmm. you know, men it's and women society. have had from each other. And I think it does come from dating though. It does. It's like, honestly, if we were kind of had that mindset, like we were going to stick it out with this person and just make it work. And mm-hmm. as long as it wasn't a toxic situation, mm-hmm. I don't think we would have this much like div- divisiveness and like, you know, wounds as we see now. But the wounds, like even though you said it comes from dating, it also comes from the way you were growing up. That's true. Your childhood. That's true. It also, makes like, dating worse. Yeah, not being centered in God, too. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But dating has created a lot of baggage. Because we we have a warped sense of dating in this generation. It's really weird. It's just, like, it's too much. It's too much of a free-for-all mm-hmm. these days. And, like, you can't even tell people's intentions. It's a free-for-all with no authenticity and vulnerability. So it's, like... That's why everybody, like, how can you trust when nobody's really, like, you know, saying their feelings, saying their attention, saying who they truly are? So nobody's going to trust anybody, you know? And then it's like, okay, at least if you trust God, it makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> You're like, God, reveal to me. If this person is not being honest, at least reveal it to me. The yes. person don't even have to reveal it to me. Yes. But, like, when you don't have God and everybody's being deceitful, it's like, this is a crazy world out here. No, it is. But I, I believe God gives you warning signs. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to, you know, pick up on it or not. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, on that note, what is the takeaway that you think is important or a question to leave the people with to ponder? I mean, I think for me, I'm going to, I'm going to reflect on like what my patterns of dating has said about me, Mm -hmm. you know, and how can I better like make sure that I'm in alignment with Christ when I date Mm -hmm. and not just like get out of an alignment because I'm seeking love so much Mm -hmm. and in me seeking love is it to add on to myself or is am I looking for something to more so complete me when God is supposed to fill that role Mm -hmm. 
so i think it just reflects on like your dating patterns and let us know where are the christian men right <laughs> well the real christian men please stand up amen amen maybe they're in the south you know <laughs> <laughs> the that's bible where belts. i see a lot of the the marriages the weddings yeah yeah pray for us y'all pray for us as we pray for you amen what do we say stay blessed, blessed. bye bye